Hey everybody, welcome back to Shield Bash. This is Mark, your GM and Master of Ceremonies, and to my right... Toof Grimscar, played by Neil. Will, playing Uko. Pete, playing Nat. Curtis, playing Donk. And Britt, playing Balmy Taker. Balmy Taker. Hey, Will, what, what is Uko? Taking it right in the balmy. Uko is a changeling. No, uh, no, that's wrong. I knew this. Shoot, I should know this. I you don't know. No, no I do. He's a fetchling. He's a fetchling. That's it. I yes. I don't know that. Well, I was trying to think of the the actual appropriate name for them. That is not fetchling. All right. Do we know what he does yet? He fetches. He disclosed? fetches stuff. We've he seen specifically lanes. I oh, see. What do you mean? Uh, you mean in we? like profession wise? Have we though? Yeah. You've seen you've seen him heal people. Um, you've seen him pray. You've seen him carrying around a holy symbol that you may or may not okay, recognize. It's, it's been like a month since we so sat down. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm 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 not upset. So you're a bard. I'm just trying to put yeah. it in perspective of the things that you have seen. You're gonna see me in the parking lot later, aren't you? Uh-huh. So well, my my thought is, I don't know how smart Balmy is, so maybe he hasn't put all that together. <laughs> so you're, not. you're a bard, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Okay. How come you don't sing, then? Also, performance art. He dances. <laughs> oh, he dances? Like he seems to have like a gay bar or what? Yeah, nicer clothes than, than most people. Nice I imagine. It's His, not uh, the fiery gaze dance. Though. Nice suit. Yeah, that dance is His main uh, performance OP. is the penis helicopter. <laughs> it's helicopter, helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> Look, a turkey neck. It's weird. He has Arnold Schwarzenegger singing a song in the background as he does. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> which, Get to which the song? chopper. Which song? Uh, how about if you don't have a plan, how do you know what you're doing? Wow. Kiss by a rose. There you go. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Well, that's got to be real good. You know what quality. would be better is if it was. Shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger if you ever want to play with us. You know, we got an empty seat. It would, we, it would be way better if it was William Shatner sing, singing for Oh, him. God. Yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> or, or better, Danny DeVito. Because I'm the rocket man. Danny DeVito. Kiss by a rose. <laughs> <laughs> by the sea. <laughs> that was almost like Christopher Walken. Yeah, almost. almost. You were kissed by a rose. Yeah, that was better. <laughs> yeah. your, your tone, your tone—it's no good. I watched. I don't a, like it. I watched one of his movies I hadn't seen before last night with uh, Johnny Depp. Which it was one? called Nick of Time. Yeah, it was a decent movie. Yeah, I never heard yeah. of it. I liked him in Balls of Fury. Yeah, was <laughs> oh, great. who doesn't? I think that my favorite hilarious. role of his is um, Joe Just Dirt. Flies in this box. Joe Dirt. <laughs> Joe Dirt. Walking in Deer Tay. Joe Deer Tay. Deer Tay. Dirt. Don't he's party the, it up. He's the guy that's in witness protection for the mob. Oh, and shit. Joe Dirt accidentally. Um, oh, that's what's right. What's that called? When um, you actually burn somebody? Him, yeah. He, on television, he accidentally burned him. So they faked his death. And when he's standing there, Joe Dirt's standing next to so the. So he doxes him. Is that the word you were looking for? Yeah, that, that's okay. what was it. And he's standing next to the stretcher talking about uh, how hot his wife was. So he's dead laying, on the <laughs> dead laying on the stretcher, and Joe Dirt's standing there talking about how hard it, hot his wife is, and he gets a boner. <laughs> and, and he goes, what the fuck? He's like, shut up. You're going to blow my cover. <laughs> yeah, i got to rewatch that one. I guess like it's been the like 20 years. Oh, you're my sister. You're my sister. <laughs> That's the best best part about Joe Dirt. Fucking hilarious. I, I like it. This here's Mike. This here's backup Mike. Mike, Mike, check. Mike one, Mike, Mike two. two. 
They were holding up fists for the listening audience. Yep. Right. One of my uh, one of my favorites coming up for you know Fourth of July. It's always the the little uh, episode where they or the part of the, the movie where they do the, uh, the the Indian guys selling the fireworks. And he goes, "Do you mean to tell me you got a fireworks stand and you ain't got no zipsy doos, zipsy don'ts, <laughs> <laughs> with or without the scooter stick?" <laughs> and the dude's got all these lame fireworks. Yeah. You got like like the smoke bombs, the snakes, you know, the, the pop things, the, you the know, whisker doodles, yeah. whisker doos, whisker don'ts. Yeah. Didn't they have like a nuke or something that they blew up finally? <laughs> it wasn't a nuke. It wasn't a nuke. It was a poo pod from an airplane that fell off. What the hell are we talking about now? Um, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. The Dirt. fireworks okay. part where yeah. he he duct tapes himself to the thing he thinks is a nuke, but it's not, and it goes off and poop gets everywhere. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, after he'd been eating off of it for like months, yeah. weeks, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess it has been two decades since yeah. I've seen that you one. You gotta watch Joe Dirt. It, it's great. It's been it's been twenty years since my mom and dad left me at the Grand Canyon. They said they was gonna come back. Great movie. Pretty much. Kid Rock was even in it. Right. He was an asshole in it. That right. was his role, but he was in it. You don't say. <laughs> yep. Alrighty then. All right. Shout out to Kid Rock if you want to play uh, Pathfinder with us. We got an empty seat. Yeah, well, like your new single, uh, We the People. Yeah, that's we're, good. We're going to have ass. to find somebody else's lap for him to sit on, though. No, we got you two. Know, we, we, we got extra, extra, extra chair chairs. Yeah, you oh, got his own chair. That's, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Mr. Brightside over there. See that empty seat over there next to you? Yeah. There you go. You know, I figure we can have one chair as the we're celebrity sorry, you chair. We're sorry, sit next to Britt. And the yeah. other chair is just the... <laughs> he doesn't share the alcohol, so better bring your own. Guest speaker. <laughs> guest character chair well to be so, fair i mean i sat next to brit for what a year and a half two years now yeah why are you way the fuck over there because uh the computer cord doesn't reach uh, all plus more space more space i thought jason had yeah. a more comfortable chair over there or quick something. question that too yeah, i think he does what uh, what kind of beer do you think kid rock drinks i mean we talk about beer a lot on uh, the show he's Ice from House. michigan you go for like Ice pbr House. or <laughs> strohs <laughs> i think that he'd be an import guy probably he likes probably pbr bud light no. or did, no. didn't he do a no. Ice House is my no. guess. did he do like a I thought he did a, a commercial for Heineken or something. Oh, he might have. He could drink about 15 Heinekens. Yeah, yeah right. Are you uh, trying to Google that, will you? He sure No, is. I wouldn't do that. Now, I know <laughs> I know. Kid Rock <laughs> listen, has his listen. own brand of whiskey. Uh, uh, yeah, Kid Rock not bad either. Uh, talks about his Michigan-made beer, so he probably, probably drinks uh, Bell. badass Oberon. American lager. Ober- uh, Oberon. Oberon. That's good shit, man. Whew. What with him being uh, the owner of it, I yeah. think. Right, right. Yeah, he probably well, would drink some of that. What's his distillery? Because I cannot remember sense. off the top of my head, and I should know this. He's He's got his own whiskey brand. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. I didn't either. know about that. I heard Mike Rowe is trying to get his own whiskey off the ground, but they keep running out. Yeah. They keep well, selling out so fast. That was like that was like they opened a new. Uh, well, it's not new. It's been there for years, but they revamped it all. It's mm-hmm. it's another craft brewery. And mm-hmm. It's going to be a restaurant and stuff there in Hillsboro, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the Red Rooster. Whoop whoop, cockadoodle um, But anyway, <laughs> um, they had their th- opening the other night, live band in the street and all that stuff, and they ran out of beer. Wow. Shit. I'm like, how do you run out of beer? I mean, they had this huge no brewing, like like five or six tanks. Back here, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like, was there really that many people in Hillsboro sampling Shit, there the beer, might have been. or did they just not make enough? Well, it's like uh, I believe it's called a Red Stag. That's it. There Red you go. Stag. Red Stag, real American whiskey for real redneck Americans. Yep. Yeehaw! I don't remember what country it was, but there was a country that the U.S. military went to, and in a weekend they drank the entire country <laughs> out of alcohol. Wasn't that? Uh, it was one of those little countries in Europe. 
One of the tiny ones, like Luxembourg, Luxembourg. or something. I, I fully believe that. I, I read an article that uh, Brian Cranston and his co-star from um, Breaking Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, they 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 got their own. I think it's tequila they make. Huh. Uh, I hadn't heard that right. yet. <laughs> hey, uh, a point of order on the Breaking Bad thing. Uh, my wife's my mother-in-law. She used to live in Albuquerque. She was one block down and two blocks over from the house where they filmed uh, Breaking Bad. That's in uh, New Mexico, in right? Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico. I heard of it. Take that, uh, take that left turn for Albuquerque. Don't go to Pismo Beach. Right. So that's why Bugs Bunny kept getting lost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was the fumes. Yep. And there's probably not very many people with this podcast. Well, actually, the people that do yeah, listen to the podcast we, would uh, remember that. Yeah. Younger kids won't. We can explain it to Will later. When cartoons uh, were cartoons, damn it. <laughs> Brian Cranston uh, and... Jesse Pinkman. Yes, him. I can't remember his name right me, now. Me neither. Uh, Don Hombres. Don Hombres? Dos Hombres. Dos, Dos Hombres. Two, two I'm reading out of the corner Dos of my eyes. Guys, that not, makes sense. Uh, two, two dudes. Not Casamigos. Mezcal. Okay. Mezcal. Mm-hmm. Well, I happen to like uh, the Rocks Tequila. Uh, Tremana. Oh, that's good stuff. Both of them. The regular, the Blanco and the uh, Reposado. I can't say I really have a tequila that is my fancy. I mean, I'll drink it, but... eh. You haven't tasted enough tequilas. Well, I have had a few, but... Have you had a tequila of fashion? Because I'm telling you, it'll change your life. No, but I remember you telling me about it before. Hold on. Hold on. You can make an old-fashioned out of tequila? Oh, yes. You just substitute bourbon, pretty much. My my son Sawyer made me my first tequila. Wait, Because he's kind of a tequila snob. Um, and it was amazing. Wait, didn't we have that Wait. after? So you put the tequila in. Is there sugar? Well, see, you can use sugar or simple syrup, but what Sawyer did for the one he made me, he used agave nectar instead. Yeah, that's what mm. he's supposed for to the use for sure. For the sweetening agent. Okay. So it brings that out in the mm. tequila. What about bitters? Yes, of course. You can use either type of bitters okay. you want. Uh, either no. regular or, or you can use the orange or, or whatever. Sure, okay. It's a slice fancy. of cactus instead of a cherry. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I still use a, 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 a cactus, but you can use a, a lime right. uh, instead of an orange wedge. Well, okay, or that, that you can throw a little citrus in it. Mm. And still well, lime's got orange. citrus. Well, ish. Slightly different. That's, that yeah. brings me to my next point. Okay, so what about the lime and the salt? And the coconut? Well, that's more okay. of a margarita but yeah you can do you don't that. you don't you put all that together you don't need salt in that drink no you don't yeah. need salt i don't, Sounds you, I don't even fashion. like salt with my with my margaritas well tequila is kind of salty all by itself yeah so right. you kind of got that covered the thing is for an old-fashioned all you have to do is you, you have you have water you have sugar and you have your spirit that's it it's the whole water spirit. you had water a well, splash yes, of water splash. to muddle. Fuck that. I ain't got time for to, that. You're supposed to actually use a Demera sugar cube, a brown sugar cube mm. in the bottom. Splash sure. of water and or cherry juice, muddle that up, add your alcohol, twist of twist of orange. You can go around the rim of the glass, if, or not if you want. One ice cube, boom, done. Perfect drink. And right, right. And, and the bomb-ass cherries that you can get, like, at the Blue Note in yeah. Canton. Yeah, looks Illinois. Looks Playing our podcast, we're going to chair. And actually, Andrew is a Dungeons & Dragons guy, yeah. so it wouldn't be hard to get him converted over yeah. to Pathfinder. Have him come up here and play with us Oh, you time. could carpool, bro. Duh. Oh, <laughs> Thing is, he usually works late Saturday nights, yeah. and I don't know how good he'd be in the morning, but we'll find out. Well, thanks. 
I mean, you can always ask. Well, yeah, if you send in bar there. Well, do you know something else well, you can use for an old-fashioned Brit that you might find really tasty? A gin? Oh, well, no, you can, yeah. but it's not really an old-fashioned. Yeah, it's something totally different. different. But you can use rum. You can rum. use rum and make an old-fashioned. Ooh, like, I think some like dark that, rum would like be. Like that pirate rum yes. that I had taste on, on the International uh, Talk yes. Like a Pirate Day. Or that Captain Morgan private stock. Yes. Don't, uh, yeah. don't let them talk you into it, Brit. There are perfectly good recipes for gin. Uh, no, out there's there not. For, yes, yeah. there is. All right, well, I'll, no, no, I'll no, give I'm you the saying, best I mean, gin you, you recipe use... on earth. You pick up the bottle, you walk to the trash can, and let it go. <laughs> I was going to say, Neil, it's slow gin. that's the best type of gin I've ever had. Yeah, it is. <laughs> throw it away and get something that's good. The last Could... time I had gin, I immediately projectile vomited all over my CEO. For, for, the, for our next recording, could you guys come in with, uh, with some explanations of what it's like to live without taste buds? <laughs> you know, actually, uh, no. actually, I, I kind of thought the same way as, as like you do, Neil, yeah. for a long time. But I've it wasn't until I until I changed, I tried different gins mm-hmm. that I actually Beef actually liked them. is just so strong. Well, that yeah, but it's, it, it's, it's a, holy it's a shit. London dry gin. Yeah, with that's what it's for. Can't do that. Right. But so drink your gin and Hanukkah. Have a happy, happy Hanukkah. I'm pretty sure they go. made Beefeater to yeah, give you an idea of what it was like <laughs> to be in an old-style London boxing match. <laughs> Sounds about right. I think that's right. what Malort is uh, made for. It's a Chicago-style I've heard of that shit, match. I didn't know what it was. Oh. Is it a gin? Oh, yeah. No, no it's, it's awful. It's Malort. It's, it's a its like, own thing? Yeah. Okay. It's this Jepson's thing. Bourbon Company makes that. It's this uh, see strange it's Chicago <laughs> brew that I'm pretty sure they made it just to share hate. Just, just to share yeah, hate yes, with the world. Yes, it's awful. But there is a trick. If someone makes you makes you take a shot of it get sprite and your mouth will be like you never drank it instantly oh malort to me tastes like um safety tips here at shield bash old moldy wood malort to me tastes like if you're in like a 1920s gymnasium and like people did wrestling on the floor and then you mopped it yeah you mopped it and then you rang it out through the bottle Nice. Yes. And that's what Malort tastes like. It's just fucking putrid. And I saw this dude on TikTok trying all kinds of recipes normally, but substituting the Malort like we what? were just talking about. I guess. I don't know. I, I can't. Nope. It's okay. Awful. Well, thank you for now, joining this special session of no, the No, I got one more. <laughs> Mr. Neil over here what I do? can make a hell of a margarita. Uh, and I was like, dude, this is awesome. What'd you do to this? And, uh,. Tell really, me your secret. Really good martinis, too. Uh, well, no, yeah, but you kind of, yeah. Well, let me guess. The secret is you buy it that way? No. No? no, no. I, dr- I, I do. I buy the, the, the pre-mix stuff, right? But it's already got some in there, and then I add some more tequila. Oh, and then yeah. he mixed it and one time, and I said, what, what'd you do, dude? And he goes, oh, I just threw some vodka in. <laughs> <laughs> just put a little bit of vodka Here's in. Here's the secret. It's no, just straight tequila with food coloring. Vodka. Everybody gets fucked up. Vodka brings out the uh, flavor and taste notes of fruit. So anytime you make any fruity drink, you need to at least have some vodka in it. Just, I mean, just a little bit is enough. So what kind of, uh, are also, you talking like a shot glass for a per fifth or what are we talking? Well, if you're, let's say you're making a, a gallon pitcher of margarita. Okay, you, you make the whole margarita, the recipe, how you got it, and then put about two shots worth of vodka in there. Mix it all up. Good to go. I've seen it actually done better than that. Uh, a friend of mine is a distributor for a, a food company, but one of the things they distribute is a margarita mix. And so I've seen a margarita machine yes. with the margarita mix There's some really it. good pre-made margarita mixes, and, actually. Uh, 
That shit was really bad. I don't drink. There like, are some in case y'all didn't notice, that's why. You teetotaler. It. Uh, I took a sip of that, and, and it, it it was pretty damn good <laughs> for, <laughs> for a margarita. I was just like, yeah, I can see how people would accidentally get fucked up on. Yeah, this. I got accidentally hey. fucked up on one <laughs> when I tried to drink a 124 ounce margarita by myself at a bar one time. Your hero point. I didn't go real well. There's a gold coin in front of you, Kurt. You're gonna want that in a minute. Oh, he's that got one. Why, why wouldn't you take another one and just not tell oh. anybody? Oh. Are we gonna roll dice this time? All right, maybe. Uh, all right. I, I don't know. Depends yeah. on which way you guys go. I figured you better have it in your hand just in case. Yeah. Oh, we got north, south, and west going on here. It's I believe better to have it and, and not, not need it than need, need it and not have, have it. it. Exactly. Another yep. safety tip here at Shield. Yeah, yes. and also one that they totally ignore and they have for several sessions is don't split the fucking party. Mm-hmm. We just kind of laugh We're at that and go, ha ha. We always split the party, and when we do, it's always amazing. I mean, to be fair, I've yet to have it work badly for Nat. So far. I honestly don't yet. know a situation that I've played at this table ever where we split the party and it went poorly. Ever. <laughs> well, hold on, <laughs> hold on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I know it's a bad <laughs> idea. It's just it's <laughs> never. Hear it's that? Never That's gotten the karma train trouble. coming, ladies and gentlemen. Um, back when we were running uh, Hell's Rebels, mm-hmm. uh, you were you missed a session and they split the party. Nice. I damn near killed both groups because uh. they were. They were fucked. That's awesome. <laughs> well, good news. We're, we're already you're, fucked. You're probably <laughs> glad I wasn't there. Yeah. I was. You guys are I, fucked already. <laughs> however, I wish I had done yeah. that ahead of time because I had... It like, all p- pumped up for me. Uh, well, um, Neil, he and I discussed ahead of time. He likes to uh, make some interesting characters. And he asked me, Nuh-uh. I'm going to build this guy that's all about fearing everything. And I'm like, all right. So to start with, like he's a coward, or no? His his name is Zero, and it, it, for Ground Zero, because he he is a uh, gladiator combatant, but he has been specialized in fear effects. Oh! And he took the feat line that allows him to use the gladiator performances in real combat. So I created a build that, when you do that, you trigger your sneak attack damage from not investigator. What's that class? Rogue. Vigilante. Vigilante. <laughs> you use one of those talents, so you make it anytime you uh, fear someone, they take your sneak attack damage and are considered flat-footed against you. So, I don't like, as a GM, I don't like to say no uh, very often. And so I'm like, yeah, go ahead. But I'm going to have to work it in so that not everything is just running the whole time. So what I did is uh, the clerics and stuff started after a few weeks of dealing with this zero character. They figured out that the rebels are using these fear tactics. So I started using them to uh, prep, remove fear, and those yeah. types of things using their resources daily to take care of it. So what I did was the next level, I took the dispelling effect on my sneak attacks. <laughs> so it would dispel their remove fear and then fear them anyways. And Pete was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Let me tell you what's stupid strong in 2E we found out at, mm. the, uh, at Farmageddon is fear. Yep. Oh, my God. It's way worse in 2E than it was 1E. Yeah. Uh, I had a guy at our table who feared a Draco Lich kind of style enemy. Very undead, very large dragon. And just feared it. It blew uh, 120 feet per action in the other direction. Mm-hmm. To be fair, you, in 1E, you, I have a character that also had that. a really shitty roll, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are some builds that do that in 1E, too, and they're a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, I feared an Elder Dragon with my yeah, I was there one for that. character. I was there for that. It was awesome. GM's like, well, this fight's done. It was awesome. 
Meanwhile, back in Otari. Yeah, you know what else is awesome? It's awesome when the party splits into three halves. Three quarters? Three thirds. That's it. Thirds, yes. Makes it easier for the <laughs> GM. Did you know that a third pound is, is bigger than a quarter pound? I know, but a in lot the, of people in the United in States the don't know, yeah. <laughs> for you for you keeping track at home, that's four twelfths. Yes. Oh, don't start talking fractions. We'll it's also eight three of our, fourths. You know, three of our Five out of four people have a problem with fractions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but four out of five in a survey is recommend crest. Mm-hmm. I thought it was nine out of ten. No. Oh, shit. That was last year. Oh, okay. But My anyway, bad. so, so uh, you know, Nat and Flea, they took off to the, uh, to the library because uh, um, Nat wanted to check in um, at the library, and then he was going to uh, – send his poor dog up the thousand stairs to the top of the cliff where the um, Otari graveyard is, while um, the other three members of our party um, were going to go off and try to find the F that marks the corner where Donk had lost the mysterious footprints from the Otari market and the scene of the burning of Saul's wagon. Did anybody even tell them in the general direction where that was? Nope. That's amazing. That's Donk. Donk's going to lead them. That's amazing. And then Bonnie said he had things to take care of, and he took off and turned uh, the opposite direction. Yeah, I'll meet y'all at the fork later on. So let's start off with Bonnie. Bonnie, where are you headed? Going to the Crook's Nook, bro. Going to the Crook's Nook. Okay, well, it's right down um, right down the street. You duck inside there as your friends are heading straight down the street north to where Donk is leading him. I, I know I put the F over here. I know I know I F'd up over here. Yes, F it up over here. And you walk into the Crook's Nook. It is early morning. There's a couple people uh, asleep on table still, like you woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, one does. And uh, 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 Yinyas Mira is nowhere to be seen behind the bar. Oh. Um, so Because it's early still. It's early still, yes. And uh, then you see um, you see Molly, uh, Molly the uh, the maid um, is there, and she is uh, washing some glasses and uh, starting to put out some what looks like maybe a continental breakfast. Mm. You know, breads, danishes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some fruit. I'll grab you know, a bagel. Grab a bagel. Uh-huh. Okay. And some schmear. And some schmear. A little schmear. <laughs> and uh, there's some little fishes there if you want to want to grab a couple of those locks. You know, you oh yeah, get some there. locks. And do, uh, it. do it. Do it right. Molly says, uh, but you're, you're Bommy Taker, right? That's right. Weren't you supposed to be finding uh, uh, the, the four uh, missing members of the, of the uh, club? Well, that don't ring a bell at all. Which members? What are, what are we talking about? The ones that Yasmira said uh, went to the boathouse that you were supposed to be looking for? Behind the boathouse? Yes, at the gauntlet. I know. I, I was here whenever she told you. Huh. I didn't know you knew that. Well, I know a lot of things around well, here. Tell me this. Do you know where Yasmira is right now? Well, she's probably upstairs in her room since it's so early in the morning. Yeah, you're right. It is pretty early. Huh. Are, are you wanting me to wake her? I was just trying to check in and let her know it all worked out with Sal over there. My uh, group don't know a damn thing. I just wanted her to know. Oh. Well, did you take care of Saul? I thought I thought the other two were supposed to take the care of Saul. The other two did, but my guys was getting all suspicious. Oh, so you're covering um, for the bartender's guilt <laughs> uh, with your group. That's right. Okay, well, uh, I can let her know. 
That'd be great. That's all I needed. All did, right. Did she leave any further instructions for me? Um, yes. Uh, she said don't die. Good instructions. I like it. All right. I'll see you later. All right. Uh, I'll tell her you were here. So, Uko, Tooth, and Donk, you are heading um, down the street towards um, the corner by the Otari Farmers Guild. And, uh, and, and Donk, you're trying to remember exactly what building you put the F on. You, uh, you two are looking for an F, but you haven't seen one yet. Well, I saw him write one F, didn't I? No. Oh, no, he walked around. The, he was coming at me when, I, when he saw me. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. My mistake. So you get down to a four-way intersection, and it's still early, but you notice there's a lot of activity in the farmer's market. And as you look to the left, you see um, kind of a waddle and daub uh, building. And there is a big black charcoal, um, which looks like if somebody drew an F and it fell over. So it's kind of like the long end is, is perpendicular or parallel to the ground. And then the two tails are pointing down. It kind of looks like a horse with no head. Or a horse with no tail. Um, I like headless horse better. Yeah, it's a headless horse. Okay, headless horse. Donk is... Donk's not with us, is he? Yeah. Oh, he Donk, I thought Donk went... No, Nat. Oh, no. man, I'm so confused. If I look at it, is that the mark that I, in fact, made? That is the mark that you made. Oh, yeah, this is it. This is this is where I lost the, the trail. We're going to get a book of letters for you. It's, it's the right um, <laughs> parts. It's just kind of not facing correctly. Okay. Donk kind of looks at it. You know, he does this with his fingers and whatever. He goes back to the tracks. He goes, yes, the tracks come here on the end. Right <laughs> For those of you in the audience, uh, Kurt held his hand up and turned it several times. <laughs> like twisted it on the uh, x-axis. <laughs> <laughs> and the z and the y. Yep. Yep. Well, okay, so where were the original footprints that you saw? They started at the wagon. Can you find them here so we can try to track them further? Give me a survival check, uh, Donk. Dink, dank, whatever the hell your name is. Um, I'll cast guidance on him dink, for this. Dink, dank, donk. All right, give a plus one to yourself from uh, Uko's guidance. Can I Can I give Donk aids? Sure. All right. What if I have to roll for that? Consensual. What I have to roll for uh, that? D20 survival check. What do I have? Oh, it's, not, it's a natural 20 anyways. Hey, so. you get another plus one, yeah. so you get plus two to whatever you roll. Yeah, I hope you roll higher than 25. I'm at a 21. Excellent. Damn. You know, actually, Donk is able to go right over, right in front of you, and points. There. They are very deep in the ground. That's how I could follow them. And it does. It looks like somebody very, very heavy that had, like, kind of pointy-toed boots. And it's like the heels are sunk very far into the dirt, like they were carrying a heavy load. Okay. So it was a very busty winch? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. She uses her boobies to crush tomatoes. <laughs> I think I heard about that earlier. Let's see if we can follow these further. Um, Donk, how good at you are you at survival? I usually use it to find what I want to eat. But, um, yeah. So Donk has a, uh, he's got a plus three. Gotcha. Um, so Uko's going to cast Guidance on himself and try to <laughs> survival. What's your survival? Plus seven. Oh, yeah, you're better. Uh, and try to follow these further. I give you aids. May I help aid? Uh, sure. Roll a d20. Remember, this is second edition. It takes more than a 
DC I got a 10. 19. You got 19 total? Yeah. yeah. I got a 14. Isn't okay. It? That no, fails. No aid for you. So 22. All right. You're able to follow into the intersection. And when you get to the other side, which is right where the market square enters the roadway, it's obliterated. There's wagon tracks. There's horses. There's chickens. I mean, uh, it's it's probably hopeless at this point. Donk, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to follow through town. If these tracks were somewhere else, it might be possible. Tooth wants to walk next to the tracks and then walk like in the same direction as them and then keep walking in the same direction slowly looking for the tracks. So you're going to continue north past the market is what I'm hearing? Correct. The, I mean the Farmer's Guild? Yes. All right, go ahead and give me a survival check. A uh, 20. A 20? Um... Yeah, after ranging out another probably 20 or 30 yards, you do see tracks that look really similar to the deep-set heels of somebody that's heavily laden, leading farther north. Toof is going to whistle to notify his compatriots. I think I found something. And you notice a sign that you're on Manticore Street. Manticore Street. Okay, come over there. And once he points them out to you, you're like, you're pretty sure that's the same set of tracks. Huh. I guess tracking is not my strong suit. Everybody has bad days. So are you going to continue to follow the uh, yes the tracks? All right. As you continue north to uh, Manicor, uh, down Manicor Street, you eventually come to what it looks like a, a big stable yard. And uh, there are a couple or three horses in the stable yard. And you also notice like there's like a livery office. But above the doorway to the office where it would say like a livery stable or whatever, you see the words uh, printed out in common, nice, big and bold, red on a white sign, Galantine's Deliveries. Interesting. And the tracks appear to go straight into the uh, stable yard. Into the stable yard? Yeah. Looks like they were making a delivery of their own. Uh, yep. Um, should we go to the office or... I... Don't see why not. Just go rampaging through the stockyard. That doesn't seem like it would be very nice. Okay. As you get closer to the uh, the office, you see that uh, on either side of the of the sign, uh, you see um, what appears to be a man riding on the back of a horse at breakneck speed from the lines drawn behind it and the way the mane and the tail of the drawing uh, stream out behind it with a stack of packages balanced in one hand on either side of the words. And uh, as you as you come up to the actual office, you see that there's some stable doors open to the right, and you hear a woman um, cursing. I will approach that okay. defensively you, with uh, my shield up. You walk over there, and you you see a lady, and she, she had just got done saying some pretty good curse words. And she's dressed all in leathers. Um, she has a bow on her back, and she also has like a big messenger bag across there. And she goes, I've counted three times. One of them's missing. Somebody stole Molly. Mm, Molly? Molly's over at the Crook's Nook. What? What's my horse Molly doing over at the Crook's Nook? What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and who are you? She points at you, Tooth. Tooth. I see. You have a big tooth. Is that your name or what you have? That's my name. Oh, well, oh, 
Yes, Mo- Mo- Molly's my, my best horse, and, and I use her to make deliveries most times because she's she's fast and she's steady. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, allow me to introduce myself. Um, um, Orleana uh, Galantine, uh, uh, proprietress and uh, chief writer for the uh, Galantine's deliveries here in Otari. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I... Uh, I used to be a ranger, but uh, I wanted to settle down a little bit, and since I knew the woods so well around here, I decided to start a package service. Oh, that's pretty smart. You well, don't, you it would have been smart if somebody hadn't stolen my best horse. You don't go into the fog fin, do you? Oh, not if I can help it. That's I try to good. skirt you that stay place. out of there. Yeah, you're telling me. Lots yeah. of weird things going on in there. Indeed. So somebody stole your horse. Yeah. Molly, she was she was one of my best. She's a She's a beautiful white horse. Uh, I had her since she was a foal, and uh, I, I come out this morning, and, and I seen that the, the lock was jimmied uh, on the stable doors here, and I, I came down, and I thought, well, maybe she had gotten another stall, but she's not here. All I have is those three, and she points out to the stable yard to a chestnut and uh, two bay mares. Might I recommend um, upgrading your security features a little bit after this um, alter instance? Uh, wor- words are not my oh, forte. Oh, yes, sure. Maybe I should shut the barn door after all the house, horses are out, too. It, yeah, thanks for the advice. You're welcome. Do you mind if we take a look around? Um, we may be able to find your horse, but we are looking for someone else who may have come this way. Oh, well, you think they might have stolen my molly? We don't know who it is, so maybe. Well, I, sure, look around. I, I've got to get these deliveries ready. I, I guess I'm going to have to settle up Blaze. Um... Make your, uh, yeah, I, I'm busy. Do you mind if we check around for any clues in your stable here? Oh, no, no. Uh, help yourselves. Help yourselves. Appreciate it, ma'am. Thank you. And she she mutters and curses, you know, interlopers, thieves, horse thieves especially, mm-hmm. how how she's going to be behind, and, and people don't pay for, for late jobs, and uh, she's just not very happy. Do you, do you have any close jobs that I could carry and run for you? Well, uh, yeah, there's local deliveries you could probably make here. Uh, uh, they d- they don't pay a lot, but uh, but you could use them to make a bit of coin. And you know while you're you know well, not I doing just anything try to else. help you get caught up since you just got kind of hosed. Maybe I could uh, kill two birds with one stone, as they say. Well, uh, yeah, I've uh, I, I've got some alchemical uh, uh, supplies here to be delivered to uh, oh that. Uh, uh, the, the bird lady over there at the bar, uh, uh, and she's like, she tries to find a piece of paper. I, I'm going to um, interrupt her and say, well, yes. let us try to find clues here first, and if we have a general idea of where we're going, I'll see if you have a job in that direction. Oh, so you're not starting today is what you're telling well, me. Well, I am starting today. I just want to collect clues first and then try to figure out a, a, if I'm going, let's say, east, I'll ask you if you have a job towards that area, or if I'm going west, I'll ask if you have a job going in that direction. That's what I'm trying to say. Kill two birds with one stone. Try to get your horse back and do one of your jobs. If our paths coincide with one of your jobs, then we would be more hap- more than happy to help you and take it there. Oh. Free well, of charge. Oh, free, you say. Well, well that's excellent. I was going to pay you, but that's, uh, no, free's always better. You got hosed. We're trying to help. We're the fucked guys. You're what? We're, we're the fucked guys. We are fucked. Well, I feel kind of fucked myself right now because I lost Molly. Well, you're welcome well, to join the fucked if you want to. Oh, my adventuring days are over. I, I told you, I used to be a ranger, yeah, yeah. but uh, but, but I, I settled down. Took an arrow to the knee? Oh, no, my knees are fine. Oh, that's good, good, good. All right, so we're going to start looking around for um, things and stuff. Things and stuff. Okay, well, as uh, as you guys start looking for things and stuff around the stable yard and the stables, 
you see uh, the ranger, she goes over and she starts to, to saddle uh, up a, a one of the bay mares and uh, she goes uh, about her business. Um, specifically, are you looking for tracks? Are you looking for... Anything that's out of the normal, like, oh, if they actually dropped something or they bumped into something or if there's footprints or maybe where the horse may have went. Well, you guys can either give me perception checks for looking around or survival if you're looking for tracks. We got a 23 for perception. All right. And I will do survival with guidance. Okay. Nice, buddy. Nice. Yeah, I'm not... uh, Use it. Use it. Okay. Use it. Okay, so I'm gonna point. I'm gonna throw there out the, go. the, a hypothesis right now, just just for funsies, right? It seems to me that what we're looking for is a werehorse who was wearing boots. He's the one that threw the alchemical fire underneath the the wagon, then ran over here to this delivery company, stole the horse, even though he's a werehorse. Bummy. No, Molly. I'm not doing Bombie's voice. You're, this you're, is just me. You're, you're say, <laughs> you're this is just Brit. You're at the bar. <laughs> Bombie's not with you guys. I this mean, this is, is a now. this is a great sidebar, but so, I, uh, that's not very likely. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to do a, a perception <laughs> check and uh, see if I can identify the horse's particular hoof prints. Maybe he's wearing shoes or something a little different than some of the other horses. Or she, she, she. yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I am a goblin. Okay, that is true. And. Yeah, I have for my perception a six. You see a lot of horseshoe prints. And, uh, I mean, you're walking around, looking at the ground, following. You guys see Donk with his head down, looking at a set of horse prints. And he follows it right up to uh, Blaze. And you hear him go, damn. That's not Molly. That's Blaze. <laughs> and uh, the ranger, the ranger looks at him and just kind of shakes her head, goes back to saddling the horse. And then, you know, you guys are doing your checks, uh, your perception check and your survival. What did you get, uh, Uko? Twenty. A twenty, and you got a twenty-three. Correct, uh, Tooth. Excellent. You find that those the deep heel set prints of the person you were following. You're almost sure it's the same one. Stopped in front of the, the doorway, um, and then they proceeded inside. Part of them are obscured where they pulled the, the door open, but later on you see it goes into the third stall, and then they disappear, and you see a, a set of tracks come out of that stall. Um, you notice that the, the lock has been broken, and you find pieces um, of it on the ground uh, kind of pushed to the side by the door when it was pulled open. Okay. So you think that somebody jimmied the lock, walked inside, and probably saddled and mounted Molly and, and stole the horse. What a jerk. Um, Donk, you follow another set of horse uh, prints, and you come up behind another one of the bay horses on the other side of the stable, and you guys hear him go, mm, that's not Molly either. You okay over there, buddy? Which directions do the tracks coming out of that stall go? Out the door, right? Out, out the door and straight to the... Uh, to the stable yard. This is probably entrance. a dumb question, but is it even possible to discern the different hoof prints? I know they can have different sizes and slightly different shapes because their feet are slightly different, but it's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, they kind of disappear in the yeah, in like the tracks. Do. In the, but you, they you know, leave every day for. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. Things. I was just right. yeah. See, covering I'm the bases. You, you're not looking for horse shoes. You're looking for horse boots. Horse boots. What are horse boots? That's what wear horses wear. Oh. What do wear goats wear? 
also that. Uh, galoshes. Everybody asks werewolf, but nobody asks how. How wolf? Yeah. Why wolf? Werewolf. They also werewolf. don't ask the werewolf how they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they don't ask what wolf? Sad wolf. Bad, bad wolf. Wow, we've beat that horse to death. No. Oh. 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 Yeah, we, <laughs> we can make glue now, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. The Otari Glue Company. I see it. I think we could branch out a little bit. Um, we got time. How come this horse's name is Alpo? We don't talk about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is uh, safe to assume we will not be figuring out which direction this horse went on this particular day. You believe that you have reached a dead end of your investigation of the heavy-booted person. Correct. I will go over to... Um, what the hell did she say her name was like two seconds ago? Uh, Elena. Um, no, close, close. It's um, Olaria Galantine. Olaria, um, I don't think we're going to be able to find your horse, but we will keep our eyes out. What does what does your horse look like? White. Yes, she's a beautiful white mare with um, a blonde mane and tail. Um, she's very well fed. Um, she has a she has an OG brand on her uh, left flank. Uh, you know, back by the by that by the back. Original mm-hmm. gangster. Yeah. Yes, yes. She's one of my original Galantine delivery horses, and uh, I would really like her back. She's she's not just an employee; she's family. Uko writes all that down to keep notes for himself, and um, says we will be going, I believe, north. Correct from here, or is it north? Um, yes, yeah. right. I believe we're going north from yeah. there to uh, Hawaii. Yeah, you're going. The you're going to go north. Um, uh, of town across the uh, the North Bridge, and then you'll be turning east on the road that skirts the top of the cliff, where the where the town is in the little cleft there at the at the beach, and you'll end up going by the uh, Stone Ring Pond, and that's where the the crossroads Y is that you're supposed to meet uh, Nat and Flea. And Wren's along that path as well, right? Um, no, Wren's. You'll have to go directly west from where you're at right now. Um, she's on the other side of the main street, Rajani's Way. Okay, I'll explain. We're going to Wren's and then up to that that fork uh, and ask if she has any of the packages that she would like delivered along that path. Well, no, mostly it's the local deliveries. Uh, since I'm so far behind today, I'm going to do the outlying uh, lumber camps and stuff myself. But uh, if, if you had some... Uh, you know, some downtime, uh, you could deliver packages here in town and probably earn a bit of coin. Do you have anything going towards the uh, north side over here right now? Well, I'm taking that because I'm going up uh, that way to the lumber camps. That's fair. But I, I do I do have, uh, if you come back to town later or this afternoon or something, I'm sure that uh, there's some something here in town that needs to be delivered. Okay. If we got time, I'll stop by. Excellent. And, and, and if you find my Molly, uh, 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 she's a good horse. Please take care of her and bring her back to me. I, I, I'd reward you. Sweet. We'll do our best. All right. So, Nat Loomis and his trusty steed Flea, or her trusty her. steed Flea, are uh, making their way across it's, the city. It's Flea also or her? Flea is a boy. Okay. Yes. Um, making their way over to the Dawnflower Library and Museum. So uh, you, um, whenever they turned right, you turned left, and 
you come and you see the beautiful uh, blue and silver domes glinting in the early morning sunrise as it comes over the uh, the cliff and it's it's just beautiful it always makes a little catch in your breath as you see the splendor of uh, of the library flea and nat instinctively just kind of stop walking when that happens and they sit well she sits on flea flea stands there and they just kind of watch the sunrise the uh, beauty of it overtaking them and they're not paying the least bit of attention to anything around them for at least five minutes yeah you you notice a couple of tall people uh step around you and like you know damn dog hey whose dog is this you know and but they don't they don't accost you or, or kick or anything i mean it's a pretty friendly town and as the glinting of the sun you know kind of fades away from your eyes you're, you you let out a big sigh and you're like so pretty oh to live in such a time as this what were we doing flea oh right we're supposed to be meeting our companions but we gotta go tell our other companions what we're doing first so onward to the museum of the books Yes, the Museum of the Books, also known as the Dawnflower Library. Um, it's a Dawnflower Library and a temple and also a museum. Otari's largest temple, it stands at the town's westernmost edge atop an upraised shelf that juts out far below the clifftop above. The library was constructed in the Quadarian style of the Sarenrite temples with two smaller minarets flanked, flanking a golden and silver dome. The building's position allows the first rays of the rising sun to catch it, and it transforms the dome into a brilliant, glowing testament to the sun goddess's favor, at least on days that aren't fog and, fogged and overcast. As, uh, as Nat and Flea lope into the, uh, the open doors of the library, they see over a dozen allocates of various faiths at different shrines, uh, including those to Caden Killeen, Aristotle, and Gazra, are on the western side of the building, while the primary shrine to Seren Ray takes up the eastern portion. The rest of the main building contains stacks and stacks of books. The Dawnflower Library has a wide range of texts, ranging from fiction to history, satire to textbooks, even a sizable collection of mostly tasteful erotica. The current uh, head priestess of the library is a chatty halfling woman named Vandy Banderdash, a devotee to Saren Ray. And as she is always eager to greet newcomers, regardless of their faith or vocation, um, she sees and hears a woof from Flea, and she turns around and she goes, Oh, Nat, you made it back. Uh, the Dawnflower be praised. I'm so happy. You truly have brightened this morning for me. Where have you been and what have you been doing? Um, well, we, uh... I'll give you five bucks if you say I got fucked. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is different place than the bookstore, right? Yes. Okay. This is this is the actual <laughs> temple of, uh, of Saren Ray. It's on the western edge here of the bay. Okay. Uh, this is where Morblent is at, the okay. odd stories. Well, um, see, I was helping Morblent out at the bookstore, and then, well, while I was walking, these, these newcomers came into town, and they asked for some help, so I showed them where to go, and I ended up going down to the basement with them. We killed a dragon. It was all, you know, kind of fun. I'm starting to, to write about it in my little notes. Uh, 
Morblins were able to get me some scratch paper and some quills, so I'm going to record all of our travels. But, um, well, there's this one toothless, tooth, toothy human guy. He kind of fell asleep for a few days, but he's doing okay now. And uh, so well, Flea and I are going to go with them out to the, the swamp, to the gauntlet, and we're going we're gonna to do some more stuff. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help them find some people. And, 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 and I'll, I'll show you what, what we did when I get back. I'll show you all the recordings of my documentation. Oh, why, you have been busy. My, such a big adventure for such a small person. Um, but I'm sure that Flea helped you. Did you? Oh, he's a good little boy. Oh, he's a good boy. And, good boy. And we have, we have another small human. He's, he's a little taller than Flea, a lot taller than me. And, and he, he's not housebroken. Ha! <laughs> uh, he, is he a dog, too? No, he, he walks on two legs, and he likes fire, and he's eating these things in a jar that he carries but this morning he slept in a chair in front of a fire and it was all wet it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't happen to be a pickle jar would it i believe that's what he called it oh that's a goblin that oh yeah but it's okay they can be nice people too i mean uh, i'm very progressive and and they've shown themselves to be true friends oh oh and and I'm fucked. I'm fucked now. Why? What what happened to you? Well, after we killed the dragon, they decided we needed a name for our group. What? Well, wait, you've said that twice now. You you killed the dragon? Well, not by myself. Well, I had to have something in front of me to keep it from attacking me. I was gonna say uh, kinda. <laughs> uh, well, now, so I thought it was the a bunch of kids that killed a dragon in Tamerly's basement of all things. <laughs> Kids, adults, sprites, I mean, it's all the same thing, isn't it? Well, not really, but, um, wait, wait, you actually killed a dragon. Well, yeah, I shot it, and I shot it again, and I think I shot it a third time, but it finally dropped. That's amazing. We'll, we'll offer thanks to Saren Ray and, and to the Lightbringer for, for your safety and, and for your great victory. Oh, uh, before I go out and meet my companions, uh, my new friends, is there anything in the gauntlet that the uh, the temple would like for us to keep track of or anything? I'll obviously show you my recordings when we get back. Um, well, uh, you, you see, um, we, we've never really sent people um, out there to the gauntlet um, because, well, it's been pretty picked over from what you know our records have shown um but if uh if you find anything of a religious type nature that you're not sure of or something um i would be glad to help you and give you any kind of guidance that uh, may be granted to me by by um her her excellence um Saren ray and uh, also um you know if you need uh, uh, despite, uh divine spell scrolls um or uh, any any services here the temple can offer you um heal remove disease restoration um should you fall uh, you know, pray to some unseemly dangers in there. Um, you can always count on uh, us here at the Dawnflower Library to help you out. Um, we also uh, have uh, all of the favorite weapons of Otari's most prominent religions, um, including uh, plus one versions of them, uh, you know, uh, rapiers, longbows, tridents, scimitars, of course, um, even a few daggers for the uh, for the Phrasmans, uh, if they would be needed. Um, and uh, so... If you find any text uh, uh, of a religious nature, we would we would be interested in those, of course. And uh, don't 
don't hesitate if someone needs healing or restoration. Uh, we're here to help. Well, um, just for clarify, clarify, uh, so you know as well, I have promised to uh, show all, um, all writing things that we find to Morblin first, but as soon as Morblin sees it and is able to have uh, his enjoyment of reading and perusing, I'd be more than happy. Or we could, we could have you join us and show you both together. Oh, well, uh, that, that might be handy, yes. Um, or, well, I tell you, I, I think Morblint is more of the arcane nature of the schooling, and, um, you know, that's his ballywick, whereas I would be more interested in any divine text or scrolls that you find. So maybe we could uh, uh, both help you out as consultants. Oh, I, I do believe that that would work out just fine, just dandy. But um, I'm sure, I'm sorry, I, we've been talking a little bit. I'm sure my companions are probably waiting on me. So I better hurry. Um, have a good day, and uh, blessed be. Oh, well, uh, may the light of the dawnflower shine upon you always, uh, my dear little friend. Well, and, and you too. Please, let's, let's skedaddle. And she goes, well, uh, bye. And so Flea and Nat... Uh, run back down the stairs to the Dawnflower Library behind the building and they find a large, while rickety looking, is sturdy set of wooden stairs that ascend almost 700 feet to the top of the cliff. It's going to be a long run for the Corgi. Uh -huh. You got this, Flea! And so... Uh, Nap grabs a nice handful of fur, squeezes her legs around the sides of the corgi. Let's go! And and Flea the corgi starts to ascend the 700 stairs or so up to the top of the cliff face and into uh, the Otari Cemetery. So what you're saying is the rest of the party has enough time to take long rests before we go to it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's landings every, you know, like every hundred feet or so. So I'm sure that, uh, you know, they're going to have to have to water and rest the corgi on the way up. But but there's nice little bowls there. Apparently, this isn't the first time they've had corgis uh, ascend the stair. Yeah, the corgi's I've seen definitely corgis. getting his steps in today. <laughs> I've seen corgis go upstairs. It's going to take a while. Oh, yes. The annual running of the corgis. Um, yeah. <laughs> You didn't know that was a thing in Otari, did you? I, I really think I need to find a way to give uh, the Corgi a f the ability to fly. That way he can run <laughs> up there and just jump off, soar across town. Uh, only if the Corgi sparkles like a fairy when it flies. Or a vampire from Twilight. Well, I mean, I could strobe on its back. Is that good enough? Stroke. Ooh, strobe. 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 Okay, you can do that? Yeah, I... I, I think Will wants to say something. Illuminate light. He's, he's saying, he's saying he's flipping people off. He's saying peace. Well, that's the British way of. He's only giving me a off. half half a peace sign. What does that mean? Now that's the American the, way. The other half is British other way, hand. American way. The other half is up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> if it was up your ass, you'd know it. You could stick your head up a cow's ass, but you, wouldn't you rather ask the butcher? So yeah, I think I would. So, yes, so now we have um, part of the party heading over to uh, Rin Zavitix uh, and her um, oddities uh, emporium there. And then we have Fee, uh, Flea, Fee and Nat, uh, Flea and Nat ascending the 700 stairs to the top of the cliff. Who will make it to the top first? 
who will meet who at the crossroads, what has happened to Bridger, we will find out next time on Shield Bash. Promises, promises. Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevere. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Troubles in Otari, Abomination Vaults, Serpent Skull, and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com. Shieldbash Podcast is owned by Shieldbash LLC.